Oh, you're doing that again. <laughs> I, I think you got it. You, yeah, you, you, also, wanna, you wanna eat? Come? Are you hungry? I just brushed my teeth, so I'll wait a little bit. So we're, wait, like a minute. <laughs> so we're talking about um, we're talking about Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu's art of war. So uh, the idea was, if I remember, I'm like I'm I'm probably gonna botch this story, but um, the Americans were fighting the Vietnamese, and it, they were showing why they lost against the um, why they why they lost against the Vietnamese, and it was that Americans took a chess like strategy. The Chinese took, or sorry, the Vietnamese took a go like strategy. And their war, the the general was well versed in Sun Tzu's art of war, so Sun Tzu has like about like twenty three rules that you have to follow. So it's like know the enemy like thyself a thousand battles, a thousand victories. So if you, if you, there's a book by Richard Marcinko called SEAL Team Six, and he was in the Vietnam War, and he realized one of the reasons that they were losing was that one of the things the Vietnamese was doing is they had underground cities that the Americans couldn't penetrate or find. And because the Americans were so fat, they couldn't get into some of the holes oh, yeah. to be able to fight against the Vietnamese. And the Vietnamese are tiny people. They don't eat that much. So they could basically bring the, like they would collect um, extra shrapnel from like some of the guns or some of the gunpowder. And they would, they didn't waste resources. They would use the wasted resources from the Americans to kill the Americans with. They could figure out the, where you were by the smell of your soap so they weren't wearing soap, but they could smell you because Americans had like certain perfume, perfume soap and lotions. They could go, oh, um, an American tent must be nearby here. An American camp must be so nearby. They fight we, dirty in a way. Literally, literally fighting dirty. Wow. Um, they just bathed in water and you couldn't smell them. So because their, their smell was so heightened for, to find Americans, it made it very easy for them to beat them. You know, one of the other maxims is keep your plans as dark as night when an opportunity strikes fall like a thunderbolt. So their whole thing was they would plan effectively what they were going to do, how they were going to wage war on the Americans. They would wait until the ideal time. They would wait until, so they would use like a, a diversion tactic to get Americans to think that the fight is gonna come here. Americans start using up all their resources and realistically they would just be doing it to move them away from their base and then they would take the base. Then they would take the base and disappear. So if they ever try to go recam Larry, they, the Vietnamese are just gone. So basically, like where like where the Americans were, they weren't. Where they were, the Americans. So they literally always had the fight on their terms. Whenever they were ready, that's when they would fight. And in the end of the war, you heard uh, I don't know if it was Eisenhower or or, or I don't know. Sorry, Eisenhower was like uh, World War Two. I think it was Nixon that made the comment, or either Nixon or Lyndon B. Johnson. But they were saying that he goes, um, "You guys didn't beat us," and the general said. We didn't need to beat you. That wasn't the plan. <laughs> Which basically was telling, it shows you the Americans think about winning. Right. The Vietnamese didn't give a shit about winning. They gave a shit about public persona. The reason that the Americans lost the war was the, the, the propaganda the Vietnamese used against Interesting. the Americans. They would capture American soldiers. They would get them to flip and start saying anti-war sentiments mm. on the broadcasts to the American people. Mm. So basically, they used the American military to demoralize the people at home because what, the way that, a, that war is fought in America is one thing. They need to get the people in favor of the war in order to get Congress to take an action to create an act of war. That's how it works. So, they, so the Vietnamese knew if we can, we didn't have to beat you on the battlefield. If we could use propaganda to dissuade your people to fight, 
then you will lose. And that's exactly what they did. They did it very, very effectively. So back to the uh, original thoughts, marathon versus spring, you know, the, the set. They, they were ready to go. They were ready to go marathon-wise for the war. Right. They took a long-term strategy. They, they calculated the cost of war. How long was it going to take us? And they said, okay, are we really willing to fight this? And what are we fighting it for? So the Vietnamese were willing to go 10, 12 years already because they just knew that the only thing they need to do was just outlast. So it's just like in games, the war of attrition. Like, he who stands last wins. I don't need to beat you. I just need to last longer than you and make you quit. If you quit, I win. So my whole strategy when it comes to game or when it comes to life is just, I just need to outlast you. Whether that be one second, whether that be 20 minutes, as long as I outlast you, I fucking win. That's why I don't give a, like, my whole, my whole mentality is just, last a bit longer. So a three hour workout, if I train for three hours a day, what do you think that's training my mentality? I can outlast you because you're not working as hard as me. Right. I don't need to beat you. I just need to outlast you in terms of the long-term spectrum. Are you willing to drop content every single day for the next year, two years, three years, four years, five years, however long that takes? Because when you're giving up is when I'm just getting started. So you need to have energy reserves for that. But people don't think like that. So how do you subsidize your life? How do you create an addictive thought process to a marathon mentality? Because if you become addicted to that, your habits now take over. You don't think anymore. You just just do like that. It's just who you are. So what do you do to uh, build the marathon mentality? I mean, we're not, I, know we're, I know we're running out of time. Like, yeah. One okay. Or, one or three sentences, Jay. Medit- meditate and then visualize that marathon mentality. Visualize times when you're going to be weak and just going, I'm not going to give up. Most people only visualize the end goal and, and having the end goal realized. They don't visualize the hard times and what they're going to do in those hard times. Because if you don't see the hard times coming, are you planning for them? Are you training for them? You're training for times being good. No one ever trains for when times go fucked up. So in Navy SEALs, they have a saying, fucked up beyond all repair. SEALs don't train for things being good. They don't train for, we're going to win. They train for, if we lose, here's our plan. They're literally training based on losing, which is why they win so often. Right. So that's a, you see how that's a very different perspective? Yeah, it's almost the opposite. Right? One is optimistic. The other one's pessimistic as fuck. But they're more effective. Right. Right? Sounds good. So if you set a really big goal, you need to fucking plan for, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to fuck up. What's my plan for when I fuck up? Because I know right. me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's good mentality. Then, so the, I would say the next thing is, so meditation is one part. V- meditation and, and, and visualizing. You need to figure yourself out. You need to really figure out yourself. How you work and what your weaknesses are. Absolutely. And literally plan for those weaknesses. What's the infrastructure? Who's going to be your team that's going to like support you? If that team isn't there, what's the other eventuality? Mm-hmm. What if your team all dies off? Okay. Next thing, subsidize. Keep it simple. The less decisions that you have to make, the easier it is for you to, to build the habit. Because eventually you get to a point of decision fatigue where you've made so many de- decisions that when it comes to when you're tired, you just want to rely on autopilot reflexes and responses. So if you've had to make a decision, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do with this, what I'm going to do with business, fuck that. Write it down, meal prep it, just make it, just realize that you suck at, you suck at planning, you suck at, at at doing what you're supposed to do consistently all the time. So just plan for that. Plan for those. Don't plan for times being good, right? And then develop an addictive habit. Figure out how to smile. Like when I go to the gym, I smile. 
I, like, I called my workout sexy as fuck. <laughs> That's a term that all hell's breaking loose. The reason that I always talk about I love the fucking hustle is because literally I'm conditioning my mind that I'm really believing my own bullshit. I lie to myself. I fucking hate working, <laughs> right? right? So in order to condition my mind to love work, I have to do the hard things and smile in the midst of the hard shit. So my favorite thing to do is when I used to go get into fights, I used to literally like imagine the pain. I used to put myself through the hell and get addicted to the pain. Why? Because then there's this calm that comes over you. It's a little bit of pushing push yourself to the brink of insanity. But most people don't want don't to face the thing they're afraid of. They don't want to go into the pain. They don't want to go into the fear. What's the easiest way of jumping off a cliff and, and not being afraid of it? Jumping off a fucking cliff. There's no shortcut. There's no, <laughs> right? Everyone's got a game plan so they get hit. Well, go get hit. Go get hit hard, really fucking hard. The hardest you can get hit. And feel those feelings. How are you gonna, how are you gonna learn how to cope? How are you gonna cope with a broken leg if you've never had one? How are you gonna cope with death if you've never experienced it? You gotta do the fucking hard things. You need to develop the calluses. You got to go through the bullshit, got to go through the fire. So run at the fire every day. Don't do the easy thing. Do the difficult thing first, not last. Because after that, it's just easy as fuck. So if your workout is the hardest thing you do during the day, first thing you fucking go do is go do that goddamn thing. Don't run from that bitch and smile in the midst of it. Go get you a trainer that pushes you to absolute brink every day. Because guess why? There, there's, there's a saying in the seals, the only easy day was yesterday. I'm going to end on that note. Later, guys.